everybody on uh, this week edition of guys talking sports we're going to talk about the nfl free agent free agency that started off and it started off with a bang some major players are and also we talk about the uh, possibility if the nba will actually play this year or not that and a little bit more on this week of guys talking sports Hey everybody and welcome to another week of Guys Talking Sports and to our wonderful world of social distancing, staying inside and hoping that the liquor stores don't go closing up next so we'll all be in the pickle. Um, right down to it, um, glad to everybody that is here is watching us or that will be soon hopping on to watch us and listening to us. Um, right now we got my two boys, we got Al and we got Ace, so fellas what is going on? Been in the house for four days. <laughs> Sucks. Hate working from home. But, you know, it is what it is. Just trying to keep my distance from everybody and just hoping everybody stays safe. Yeah, it's, this is just, it's different now um, when you have everybody in the house and <laughs> trying to keep the peace while working. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting these next couple of weeks but hopefully you guys everybody's staying safe at this moment ready to get started uh yeah so let's get right into it um obviously with all the madness going on um the world of sports does at times provide us with a little bit of um distraction from everything that's going around um and obviously certain sports like baseball has been put on hiatus basketball is definitely on some serious hiatus and probably after some of the recent um, positive testing from some of the other NBA teams. Um, I think they're going to be shut down for the duration of the year. Um, but uh, obviously, King is, uh, football is king. And boy, did they get jumping for free agency. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. Obviously, some of the big names are moving around. Phillip Rivers is signed with the Colts. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be with the Carolina Panthers, which means Cam Newton is out or his team said he can go look for a trade even though he said he wasn't looking for one but they told him it'd be in your best interest to look for a trade <laughs> so he's there uh Dak prescott got franchise tag and amari cooper got his money um 100 million over four or five years a lot there um tom brady tampa bay buck in there which doesn't even sound right but um, let's start off with the thing that just happened today, which was actually Todd Gurley being released along with Clay Matthews from the um, Los Angeles Rams. So, um, guys, are any of you surprised that Todd Gurley got released? And all saying this was big, this was nothing but a cap, you know, to save some money in the cap. But are you guys surprised that Todd Gurley got cut? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even, but. Yeah, I'll let you talk. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much was complaining about how injured he was and all that good stuff. I don't know why they gave him that sort of contract to begin with. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> I mean, LA would still have to pay like seven point five million for Gurley. Um but it just didn't make sense at all to to pay that guy that much money. And then as injured as he was, it just wasn't working out. Um, but 
it's good for him because he goes, he's going to get paid whether a team picks him up or not. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I think, um, as all of you can really say, it's the way that the, the market has been going for running backs. I mean, um, obviously, there's a Christian McCaffrey's and um, Saquon Barkley's, even Ezekiel Elliott got his money, guys that can really do a lot more um, now. But Todd Gurley, at the time when he got the contract, I mean, everybody said it was a lot of money, but they thought it was a deal. Um, and he, he was a heavy cat hit, and they just couldn't justify – you know, a guy that was not as durable as they thought he was. I mean, we all saw it, um, not this past Super Bowl, but last past Super Bowl run. Once Todd Gurley got hurt and he got that knee injured, he was never the same after that. And um, you saw the um, the Los Angeles Rams offense sputter. You saw, um, you saw the quarterback sputter and – he just never regained the form that he was supposed to regain. And for me, it was just like, yo, you paying this guy all that money. And right now he's sitting on the bench. I mean, you had CJ Anderson running a rock down Dallas Cowboys throw, which I thought they should have never let go. However, you know, I'm not the one running the, running the bank over there, but still that's how it is in this league. I mean, you looking at other people that are probably going to be looking at somebody, Nick Chubb, second round pick. Um, he's probably going to want some money, may not get that much, but running backs are just not as the highest commodity as you would think they are. And Todd really getting cut to me, didn't really surprise much at all. Nah, I mean, they can find a running back on the cheap in the draft, pay him, you know, next next to nothing for the first two, three, four years of his contract. Hopefully he doesn't outperform it, so they have to sit there and commit to some crazy, ridiculous contract. And then cut him loose. Like you said, it's not a running league anymore. It's a passing league. So, you know, the the, the pass comp- the run complements the pass now. That is true. Um the only thing I the only thing I have to say about this is that it's still, you know, with all this being done now, like GMs still don't get penalized for making the move to begin with. And I think that that's something that owners really need to look at because obviously they made, they messed up on this without question. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, Todd Gurley definitely did his thing to earn the, the, the paycheck to negotiate the contract that he got. But the thing is that at the end of the day, still didn't value anything and now you're losing money off of it. So from a GM perspective, this is a bad look. Um, hopefully, they can find somebody that um, they can get on a fl- on a cheap that kind of offsets his salary. Which I, you know, they, like you said, it's a running. This they'll find somebody. The question is, is that how much value he's going to have, and is that value more than what Gurley gave them last season? Um, if, which, by chance, they they had some good. They had some luck with Gurley on the bench, but. We'll see how this season plays out for them. See if they find some value with the running back. I mean, I'm not saying Gurley is done, but, but I just, yeah, LA should have sat there and gave him all that damn money. But he might, you know, he's talking about he want to go to Atlanta or Miami. I can see him going to Miami on the cheap if they're willing to. If he's willing to take less money for for a year or two and to see how it kind of rolls out. Because Miami seems like they're surging right now. And if they get a quarterback, I'm not saying Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't the quarterback, but 
He really isn't the quarterback. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a quarterback that can that that's going to win you a couple of games and throw for uh three or four hundred yards and four TDs in one game or two game, but then he'll throw you four picks the next game right after that. That's why Ace will never believe in Fitz Magic. <laughs> no. No, he had that one good season for the Jets, and everybody just knew he was going to be the shit. However, if they if they go and pick um, Tua in the draft, they don't need Fitzpatrick to be great all the years. They just need him to keep the seat warm until Tua is ready to play. Now the question is, can he still be manageable in, in, at this stage of the game? That's really the question. Um, because if he was if he was consistent with his game, then there wouldn't be no question in regards to him playing. But then you're also saying if you get Tua. If Fitzpatrick just kind of manages the game, then you're looking for uh, you looking for Gurley to be that dude. Then you really want Gurley to be that dude like that, We're, you know, run the risk of getting injured again. If he were to go to Miami, well, he should go, maybe he should go to Tampa Bay. <laughs> but I don't think Bruce Arians is going to pay him that money because that's a ten million dollar. Um, a ten million dollar check they got to cut this year if they bring them, put them, bring them on. Nah, I don't know. Um, I don't know how Tampa Bay's pockets is looking right about now. Should go to the Giants. <laughs> they really ain't paying them. <laughs> they already got to. They got to come up with cash for Saquon Barkley about another year, so they ain't having that. But for a one year deal, that ain't a bad little one too. But they wouldn't do it. <laughs> Without question. Like I just don't see the Giants being doing something like that at this stage. Long run. That's what they're looking at. And obviously, I don't know if Todd Gurley would want to go over there because you're the backup and you're playing behind Barkley. Now, I do agree that Saquon needs another running back that can take a little bit of the pounding off him. And they need to run him like how the Panthers run Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm Todd Gurley, I want to go someplace where I can start and kind of show everybody that I still got it. If he goes to New York, that ain't it. True. True. But since we are talking about those darn Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the golden boy, Captain America, Tom Brady, is now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or is in the process of finalizing a two-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So... I think we all knew that he was gone. Um, I don't think anyone saw the Tampa Buccaneers at all. I was thinking it was going to be with the Chargers, but once you saw the Tennessee Titans, which I didn't think he was going there, they they decided to stick with Brian Tannehill, and then the Colts got you know, um, then the Colts got uh, Philip Rivers for one year, and then the Raiders are talking about they want to kind of stick around. Then they brought in who was it, Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the well is starting to dry up, so the Bucks. Now, were you guys surprised at that one? No. (laughs) No, really? I say no only because it was between Tampa and San Diego. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And Tampa had more weapons than San Diego. I mean, uh, what is it, Keenan, Keenan Williams or Keenan Edwards over in San Diego? And, I mean, they have a tight end. But you know they don't have Melvin Gordon is is not gonna be there because he's a you know he's looking to, to find a new team. Um, 
trying to think who else they they have on uh, firepower. I'm just saying, as far as if you want to go as far as firepower is concerned, when you got Tampa Bay is a stat. And they kept, you know, and this is why I say I'm working from home too much and I'm sitting here watching ESPN too much. <laughs> we're talking about how Jameis Winston threw all those t- uh, threw all those interceptions and Tampa Bay lost, I think, eight games by less than seven points. And if he didn't throw all those picks, Tampa Bay is easily a playoff contender. So I'm not saying that uh, – that Tom Brady's going to be like the savior and come in there and pull a a Peyton Manning when he went over to Denver. But I'm just saying that uh have a lot more weapons over there. And the running game is not that bad. <laughs> Though, if you did throw a Todd Gurley over there, that would make things a lot more interesting. I will say this. Mm. The thing that I like about this is, is that now there's no more dominance in AFC East. Um, there's now going to be some competition to fight for the AFC Eastern division. Um, and for that, I am grateful because now we can honestly see some competition between the Jets, the Dolphins, um, the Patriots, of course, and the Bills. Um, right now, I'm not counting out the Patriots now that Brady is gone. Um, I think that this is going to be more of a system. I'm very interested to see how Brady fits in Tampa Bay because now it's really going to show if it's Tom Brady, the quarterback, that made him successful, or is it the system that Tom Brady was in that made it so successful. So the split here is going to be very interesting because now people are going to look at both Patriots and Tampa Bay and see – in comparison how it is now that they're completely split apart and how these teams are going to gel over this in the next upcoming season. I'm very curious to see how this plays out. I'm very curious to see how Tom Brady plays now with all these weapons that he has in Tampa Bay, um, assuming that he does go to Tampa Bay, of course. But I'm very curious to see how it works for him if it rejuvenates his career or does he still stay the same Tom Brady of last year? Um, it's going to be very interesting to see. So I'm very curious to see how new, this entrance, interest, interest there in New England now, because with Tom Brady going, everybody wants to see how New England can, how they're going to be this upcoming season. And I'm very curious. It's the first time I'm ever curious against uh, for the New England Patriots for their upcoming season. Usually I just write them off knowing that they're going to win the AFC East and then just keep it moving and we figure out who else is going to make the playoffs. But now there's a level of competition now because with that split there, it brings everybody up. So it's going to be a very interesting season for the AFC East. Now, before you say something, uh, a quick factoid, again, watching too much damn ESPN. (laughs) Did he say the word factoid? Yes, he did. (laughs) Okay. They said Patton, uh, they said that Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay having receivers that are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". You know the tallest wide receiver Tom Brady ever had in all of his 20 years in New England was no taller than 5'10", or 5'11"? Wait a second. Uh, no, no, no. Wasn't, uh, wasn't uh, Randy? Randy oh. Moss. 
Oh, they must have forgot about Randy Moss. I'm just saying this is what ESPN was talking about. Randy's a tall dude. I, 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 so, I, isn't Krakowski? I mean, oh, you mean wide receiver. Um, yeah, Randy Moss. Isn't he tall? Wait. Well, one year, two years? Well, he had him as a uh, – he had him there. So, I mean, unless you're talking about, you know, receivers they drafted, but, you know, Randy he- might have been receivers they drafted. Okay, that okay, that makes sense. But that's on them because yeah, Randy Moss is six four. Hey, that's but, on uh, them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm with you guys. I mean, with Brady going, I mean, I think right now the moves that the um, Buffalo Bills made with um, Stephon Diggs was sh- shocking. I mean. To me, that defense is already pretty nasty, and that offense um, was doing good. The quarterback, um, he played, he played good. You know, most of the season, he made those you know first year mistakes. Once you get into the playoffs, which he should learn from himself. Right now, I think that, you know, in my opinion, I mean, I'm not going to say all roads lead through Buffalo, but I think Buffalo is definitely, you know. In the drivers in the driver's seat early, um, as of right now. I mean, you just add Stefan Diggs to the weapons that he already got. I mean, that's that's a pretty formidable uh, squad over there. Um, the Jets, I think, they should get their act together. Um, Sam Darnold will have a, you know one year under his belt, and he's coming for a second year. So this is where you're anticipating to see for growth. Um, but outside of that, I mean, the Patriots. I mean, Bill Belichick. He's going to run with Jason St- um, Stentham surprisingly. <laughs> so, like you said, we're about to see if it was really the man or if it was really the system. And so, oof, it's going to be exciting over there in the AFC East, but not as exciting as it's going to be over there in the NFC South. Right. Right, right, right. You got Brady versus uh, Ryan Breeze. He also going against uh, Tannehill twice a year, and he also going against uh, uh, Watson. No, no, he's going to be Matt Ryan twice a year, um, Drew Brees twice a year, and um, Tannehill. 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 Oh. No, NFC, NFC South is going to be Carolina, the Saints, oh. and um, yeah, Bridgewater. Yeah, who was yeah Bridgewater? Woo. <laughs> Almost missed that one. The boys, <laughs> right? What happened over there? Hey, it it, it seems as though uh, the head coach from Baylor is understanding how the NFL works. You talk out one side of your mouth and mean something out the other. <laughs> Because he was all, yeah, back in February. Yeah, I'm on camp. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about March. Oh, <laughs> <Now laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and kick camp to the curb. Talking about they're going to release him because they can't find a trade partner. I don't think anybody really wants them, at least not at the price that he might be asking for or you want to mm-hmm. trade him with. So you're going to get released and that would be it. No, I really think it's the first part. I think really nobody wants him. At this stage, um, because if you think about it, some of these trades that happen—I mean, like people was taking fourth-round draft picks for certain players where you just think it was a head scratcher. Um, um, but the thing is that I—is I, there really a home for Cam Newton now? That's really the question. 
And if there's like where? Just out of, I mean, because you've seen like Chicago is already taking, um, ah. Oh, uh, foes. Yeah. So, like, where, where do you, I mean, the last time I checked, we, last time we had this conversation about Cam Newton, we were saying like a, a couple of spots. Um, I remember Chicago being one of the destinations, and I believe it was Oakland being the other. And, I, 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 between those, I really don't see another spot that will open up for him. New York wouldn't be a bad spot, to be honest. The Giants. Giants already picked up Colt McCoy for some odd reason. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you trying to tell me Cam Newton, Colt McCoy, you're going to sign with Colt McCoy? They already signed him. So, uh, you act like they can't cut his ass. <laughs> Hey, yeah, well, start. He ain't backing up nobody. <laughs> yeah, he okay. Well, no, I'm just saying, okay, outside of uh who's your boy that's starting for the Giants? Um Danny geez. Dimes. Who? Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes, who's that? Except for the Giants, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not the Giants, I meant the Redskins. Apologies, my apologies. Oh. Oh, well, you oh, know, they did, they did yeah. get rid of Case, they did let Case Keenum go, so. Yeah, it's true. Ah. I'm sorry. I, I mixed the two black quarterbacks. Well, um, no, I just, I just had it all. Sure, <laughs> man, you look, look a little discombobulated yeah. right about now, man. No, I'm, Reds, I'm sorry, Redskins, because they have, uh, what's the kid's name? Dwayne uh, Haskins. Yes. yes. Haskins. I think that he should be, let, let Cam go in there for about two years. Hmm. Let Haskins sit, or at least until he's ready. I let uh, let Cam run the show and uh, and watch it. To be honest, that would be a real good fit for for him, um, because Haskins can definitely groom under Cam Newton. Question mm-hmm. is, is that will ownership do that and have two black quarterbacks in the same team? You talking about uh, you talking about the owner of the Redskins, man? That that fool is an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not only why I think he'll take two quarterbacks, you know. Yeah, I'm, I am talking about the ownership. Um, I just don't see that happening. I mean, that would be a perfect fit for him because Dwayne Haskins is definitely not really ready. And what more better place than to get the full dynamics from someone who's been there before? And Cam Newton can definitely show him the ropes. Shoot, I wouldn't be surprised if they go for Andy, Andy Dalton before they go for Cam. Hmm. <laughs> But but the point I'm making is is that it's not that many places that Cam can go. I mean, San Diego is still a possibility, even though they claim they're running with Tyrod Taylor as the number one. But they'd be a fool to sit there and not kick the tires on Cam if he was available. And actually, it's not a bad look. It all depends on how that ankle is, you know. You know, once if the medical um, staff say he's all good, mm-hmm. you know, Cam has been prone to a lot of injuries over the last two years. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you take on him, you taking on that risk of injury. And Cam could also go to Miami because, because I say this, and again, and I preface this because I've been watching way too many ESPN. He said, "Preference this," because <laughs> they were saying with um, Josh Rosen that. At the time when Josh Rosen was coming out of college, New England was really high on Josh Rosen. So there's a possibility that New England could trade for Josh Rosen 
and then bring him over to compete with Stidham and the other cat that they have if they decide that they don't want to draft a quarterback. And that wouldn't be a bad thing. And if Rosen goes over to my uh, to New England, then Cam in Miami wouldn't necessarily be a bad look either. Not a bad thought. I mean, that's that's provided Miami does go and pick Tua, which from all the reports have been early, that's what they're looking at. And Tua is not going to be ready to play this year, um, provided there's even a football season this year. We, we talk about that later, but you know, two wouldn't be ready. So that's actually not a bad idea. Um, the question is, I mean, anywhere that Cam goes, he's either going to have to be, A, holding a spot for somebody, or B, you know, relegated to a backup. And I don't think he wants to do either one. He wants to compete for a starting job, and he wants to be the man. I agree. And I think that's really – he's not looking for short term. He's looking for long term at this stage, um, which he should because of his history, his – you know, his injuries and everything like that um, would be much more beneficial for him to look for something long-term. Um, and I just don't believe that that short gap would be something that he would want. Well, I don't think Cam is, I don't think Cam is going to get long-term unless he can sit there and light it up after this season. I doubt he'll, get, he'll ever get a long-term deal. The most he might get is uh, two, to three year, two to three years at any given time. Yeah, I'm right with you. I don't think anyone's gonna gonna be willing to give him a long term deal for someone that's been very injury prone over the last couple of years. Because someone's gonna take him. I mean, he's too much of a talent out there not to get, you know, not to get taken. So, I mean, it's just gonna be depending on what role is he comfortable with. Um, who knows? Maybe he'll. Well, I can't go to Detroit because they signed Chase Daniels and they said they're not shipping Matthew Stafford. I don't believe that for one minute at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, where is he going to go? That's really the question. Like, who is really going to take Matt Stafford? That no one's going to take on that contract, so they might have to cut bait, and, you know. But I, I don't know. I, I have the feeling that I'd be surprised if Matthew Stafford is quarterback in the Detroit Lions when that season starts. Where I mean, unless, unless the Browns are going to sit there and pick somebody up just to push. To push uh, I believe they already did. Who? Ah, what about We get our statistician to get on that one, but I believe they did pick up a quarterback. Um, no, nobody major, but someone just to kind of be that consistent backup for um, the consistent backup for um, what's his uh, ah, his fluky name? Matthew. Go ahead, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Who? Baker. Yes, I can see his face, but I couldn't think of his name. But they, <laughs> they signed Case Keenum. There it is. Uh, I mean, okay. So, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Case Keenum is only there just to make sure that things go awry with Baker Mayfield another year. They have uh, a capable backup to be able to fill in the shoes and kind of right the ship until he gets his head back on straight. Right. Right, right, right. But um, outside of this, you know, NFL, you know, the free agency trade has is, 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 is been really interesting so far. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't surprised that the Cowboys gave Amari, Amari Cooper a contract and franchise tag back. But um, do you guys anticipate him actually getting a long-term deal, whether it's this year or next year, or do you think that they're going to 
place the franchise tag on him next year? And do you even think that he's even going to even suit up and play this year? On my back? Yep. Eh, why not play? He's going to make 31, 32 million? No, what's the tag? Somewhere in the 30 plus million range for one year. What did he get last year? Like 2 million? 3 million? I don't even got that. <laughs> yeah, take that check, dude. <laughs> take that check and say, F you, pay me. If you go out there, ball out, and they want to sit there, man, look, just do, uh, just do, uh, what's it called? Uh, the hell is, uh, Kirk Cousins. That dude is 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 a pure thief. <laughs> you see how he re up with two years in Minnesota? Yeah, all guaranteed money. Just follow that model. If it could do Kirk Cousins some uh, some some truth, I'm sure I'm sure Dax will sit there and parlay it and do what he needs to do. How did uh, Randy Moss put it at one time? Straight cash, homie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my man parlayed a three-year, $84 million contract, guaranteed. Like, I ain't even mad at the joke. I mean, granted, when you look at it from the grand scheme of things, it's not it's not $30 million a year, but it's guaranteed cake. Every penny. Right. <laughs> so why not go there? Let Dax, Dax, I think Dax is going to play on the tag, get that guaranteed cake. He's going to ball out. They're going to tag him again. He's going to make 60 or $70 million over the course of two years, and then some team is going to sit there and he's going to follow that same exact model. And I don't know why other quarterbacks don't do the same. And which is one of the reasons why I can't be mad at it, because it gives Dak that opportunity to showcase what he can do. And even though he may not get the money he wanted right away, he could definitely pay for something longer, um, long term. Now, the only problem with that is, is that if, you know, if, God forbid if he gets injured, that kind of, you know, that kind of mess everything up. But I think that, you know, if he does follow that model, Kirk Cousins, you can't, I mean, can't knock him. He bet on himself and he won that, hands down. So Dak should be able to follow that same president. And you're right, it's more quarterbacks should be doing the same. Like, it shouldn't be nothing else to do but show and prove and show what you're worth. And if they don't get it to you now, you will get it eventually. So. I think because I'm just saying, just think about it. You know, all these big long-term contracts. How many of those quarterbacks ever fulfilled those quarterbacks? Except if you're Breeze, Manning, uh, Brady. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're talking about modern-day quarterbacks, a handful, three to four quarterbacks will sit there and get those long-term. Rodgers. If you're like that top seven to 12 or seven to 15 quarterback, you take those two or three years guaranteed money and you run. Because obviously they're going to cut your ass at yeah. some point. So get that guaranteed money, then go on to the next team. Yeah, and you was right because, like you said, Prescott would be 28, um, 28 years old, unrestricted free agent in 2022. And he'll be a year younger than when Kirk Cousins did the same thing and, and commanded a whole bunch and, and, and basically got his money where he, with the way he could. So um, I think that Pre Dak Prescott would get definitely much more if he followed that same suit. Yep. Yeah, that, but, but it's, a, it's an awful big risk, and that was a big risk that Kirk Cousins took. I mean, luckily for him, he didn't get hurt in those two years that he got franchise tag. He was lighting it up. I mean, he didn't win any playoff games, but 
that was an awful big risk. And uh, it worked out for him. I'm not going to say that it can't work out for Dak. And even if Dallas Cowboys are willing to go that route, but that's a, that's a, that's a big risk to take for the next two years. If I'm Dak, I'm no more running. I'm sliding. That's right. But, I mean, <laughs> but still, getting hurt or not, it's still guaranteed cake. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is that I'm, you know, I, I'm I'm doing my best to minimize risk and injury as much as I can this season. So I'll be like, oh, you coming to get me? I'm I'm not even. I'm just gonna die. Don't don't you know? Like, just automatically slide every time before somebody tries to sack you. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how I would play. Or he could pull the Le'Veon Bell, but but in but in this case, actually show up. <laughs> That's true too. Right at the deadline when you got to collect your money. That's true too. That's true too. And you know, there's a quarterback we haven't even talked about today. That I don't know if we need to talk about him, but he, he just recently got cut. Uh, Mr. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Fluco. <laughs> but a Fuco. <laughs> <laughs> Now nah, I think somebody's gonna pick him up before um, somebody pick Cam, which is gonna be a shame. But that's because they just pick him up on the cheap. That's if he doesn't retire. That's true too. You know, but uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I truly think if Denver had waited and not signed Flacco and waited to see what the Giants were going to do, that they would have signed Eli. Personally. Because Eli still had a lot of a lot of football left in him. But Eli retired before Denver had the opportunity to really reach out to him. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it makes sense. Why not have another man that come through and, you know, maybe relive some magic? Why not? Yeah, do, but does the little brother want to go follow big brother's shoes? <laughs> Mm. You get that chip, then what? What's the difference to make? Mm. <laughs> that's if, that's if, yeah. Because if you go there, you're following your brother, and your brother brought a chip, even when he had a noodle arm. So you basically got to do the same thing. And Denver is good. They just ain't got that defense like they had when um <laughs> in the running game that um Denver had when um Peyton Manning was there. True. Peyton Manning had to really throw the ball. Just he couldn't even dink it. Just. <laughs> Just hand it off and just throw a, a little bit of pass, and the defense, the running game, did everything else. Got to respect the, the Manning uh, gangsters. That's right. Regardless if the man can throw a down, you know, throw a pass seven yards or not, you still got to respect. Him. <laughs> yeah. Ducks all season. <laughs> well, as I said, boys, it, it's going to be interesting. The new CBA was was um. Not want to say completely ratified, but it was voted by the players, even though there was some controversy that some of the players didn't even vote or didn't even read the proposal. A lot of them just wanted that contract because of the money. Now, on the one hand, I don't think there was no need of a rush. However, the way that everything is going on in the world and, you know, the way the coronavirus has impacted the economy, some people were saying that they're not sure if they would have had the same deal come next year because we don't know what the economics is going to look like once hopefully this is all contained. You know, when the TV is going to have that kind of money to toss around, we don't know if business is going to have that kind of money to advertise to the TV so they can have all this money to toss around. So 
there were some people saying that the players might have took this deal thinking that a year from now that same deal might not be there readily available because just the economics might not make the money readily available. But in your guys' opinion, do you think the players should have held out a little bit longer to see what they can get? Or do you think they did the right thing by um, voting to approve this contract? Um, there's always that strong possibility of what, what if could have been next year uh, with everything that's going on this year, especially with the virus. But in the same sense, just because some businesses may not be able to give uh, monies, you know, whatever. Promo- uh, I can't even think of the word I'm trying to uh, advertise monies towards the NFL. Yeah, some other companies that will have a, a plethora of advertising monies, like all these goddamn grocery stores <laughs> and wholesale stores <laughs> and liquor stores. <laughs> so just because you got the mom and pop shop, they can't give nothing order. The semi, semi, whatever shop that couldn't do nothing. Junk food and grocery stores and all these other people. Yeah, they're gonna be all right. I don't think they're they're not gonna lose that much money, considering the supply and demand of certain things. I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought that they, I said this before, I thought that they should have held out a little bit longer. Um, it almost kind of felt like they took the first deal that came along. And it could have been a good um, good deal for them. Um, I, I would like to see more in details, but I think that they should have held out at least a little bit more. Um, just my opinion, it almost felt as though that the players was just there just they read the, I'm pretty sure they read everything and, and voted, but I just think that they probably could have got a little bit more if they would have held out a little bit or at least held out, show that, you know, but maybe that they wanted to show unity that they're all in together with the owners. So at this stage, it's on them. Um, I just don't want to hear no complaints about something that could have been in a bargaining agreement, I mean, in the agreement um, now, but you didn't think about you know, somewhere down the road and you didn't think about making that a change next time. So if the if the players, if majority of the players agree with it, then I'm assuming that it's okay. So I guess it's all right. Yeah, I'm with you, Al. I thought maybe they could have held out for a, a little bit longer. Obviously, the new CBA um, deal being, you know, ratified and signed was also going to help the new TV deal. That was going to come out. You can't really have one without the other. So to me, I think that the players could have held out and tried to get a little bit more on the revenue sharing side. Um, I think if they didn't do anything in the language to curtail's um, curtail the commissioner's um, authority, that was a big thorn in their side the last couple of years. That um, um, that Roger Goodell had just way too much um, power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was judge, jury, and executioner. If they didn't do anything as far as curtailing or limiting his power, then what? Then, then why were you arguing and fussing the last couple of years for? Correct. I agree with that. So I think they were in really no need to rush. I mean, maybe you could have waited out to maybe mid-season. You know, kind of put the owners' feet to the fire. Like, you look, you want this TV contract. You know, you cut us off a little more bread, you know, percentage-wise and everything. Maybe you can have it with the 17th game. 
either way, all it is is just your one your last preseason game being merged into the regular season. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that was much of a deal. But I'm with you on that. I think they should have held out, but who knows what the economy is going to be like? You know, three, four months from now. I mean, I agree with you, Ace. You know, like all the you know major grocery chains and other places that are reaping the benefits right now are still going to have some monies to play around with, but some of the other folks, like you know, retailer stores, Macy's, and other places that actually shut up their shops. You know, who knows what you know kind of money they're going to have to toss around. So, yeah. the monies might not have been there, but I wish they would have held out a little bit more. See if there was anything they could have got. You know, you know, out of the deal, but. You know, that's on them. If people didn't read it and don't vote for it, you have, in my opinion, no right to complain or cry when things don't go your way because this is your opportunity to get what you wanted or get about as much as you can get. I think, yeah, I agree. I, I think at this stage, anybody that complains about something, the first question that should come out is that, was this included in the agreement deal? And if it was and you voted and you still signed off on it, you, like you said, it's smooth. There's no reason for you to complain about it. Like if it wasn't, was it should have been added into that deal? Like things like that down the road, you know, to the next bargain agreement is going to be key. And I think people need to start asking those type of questions in regards to before we just automatically agree with whatever it is this team or this player is. Um, protesting or vetoing against or is upset about um, when it comes to like the owners um, in that regards. Like if they say, hey, these owners are getting a big revenue share, but isn't that something that you voted against? I mean, voted for obviously because you signed the agreement and it's something that you was okay with. So I think like we need to start holding the players to a fire to some extent because they signed the agreement and if you if you sign the agreement, you can't complain about something that you already assigned that you were in agreement and had signed the agreement for. So that's what I'm saying. Like just because these people, the players, like always complain about something, um, it could be something that they completely still signed off on, and yet they're complaining about it again. So it's something that players need to be held more accountable for on certain things. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um, guys, well, just to kind of just to wrap things up, um, we all know that uh, the corona the coronavirus has definitely altered and changed our life in so many ways. Sports has definitely been changed. Um, obviously, we know March Madness was canceled. All spring sports have been canceled. Um, NBA is saying they're shut down for at least thirty days. Well, there was some reports that four next players, including Kevin Durant, tested positive. Um, I think either two or four Lakers tested positive, but those names have not necessarily been two. Those names have not necessarily been released. Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics have tested positive. Um, So in your guys' true opinion, I know Adam Silver said that we're going to kind of wait till 30 days and then after that kind of reassess how things are. In light of several players testing positive, along with Rudy Gobert and his other teammate, um, um, yeah, do you, yeah, Devin Mitchell, do you guys believe that the NBA is really in 30 days going to attempt to make a path to play, or do you think they're going to just shuttle everything, especially if more teams test and more players come out testing positive? I think in 30 days they'll have the rest of the league test. 
and then kind of go from there. And then if it finds that the, the majority of their stars are, you know, negative and don't have the and don't have the coronavirus, then they'll go ahead and quarantine those, and then they'll probably behind the scenes test their G League teams to see who has it, and then have G League players fill those spots or those other roster spots, and then kind of play off the rest of the season there. That's just my opinion. Because I think they're shutting down the G League. If I if I read that correctly or saw that correctly, they suspended um, the G League um, same time they suspended NBA, or at least like a day after they suspended NBA. So that's just my two cent. Don't know if it's right, but we'll see. Um, no, but to be honest, I'm, I'm I'm almost in agreement with you in in majority of what you said. Um, I just, I think that the NBA is definitely a proactive league and I just don't see <clears throat> if any players is, is tested positive, um, going forward by the, when the 30 days is up, I could see them literally either. It depends on the amount of players I could see if it's a small amount of players or a handful of players, I see them following the suit. Like you just said, Ace, um, mm -hmm. probably put them on some type of injured reserve, um, and they're going to have to f bring in fillers for the roster spots, of course. But if it's worse, if it's more than what they originally thought, then I could see them still um, canceling, not canceling it, but suspending it maybe another 30 days um, in that regards. So, and to be honest, it doesn't matter what, who's, who it is. I think that once one per player gets affected, I think that they don't want to risk affecting the rest of the team. So, I think that's where they will isolate that player from the rest of the team and see if that will work. I think it's going to be trial and error for the most part um, because I think that um, Adam Silver knows that a lot of people are are itching to see games, um, mm -hmm. whether it's NBA or Major League Baseball or NFL or NH hockey. Sports fans alone is craving for it. I mean, I know people are getting tired of seeing reruns of last year's performances and last year's games. So I think they were looking for something live. And I think that Adam Silver is keeping that as an open mind to see what he's going to do and how he's going to react or handle the situation in the next 30 days. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think that even the um... – I think even the testing of some of these teams right now, and that's just in the using private independent labs, is not not coincidence. I think you want to get the players tested now to see, okay, what's the, like you said, what's the level of contagion? And if anybody tested positive, they can say, well, we'll quarantine you for the 14 days. And then at the end of the 30 days, maybe they'll retest everybody again and say, okay, if everyone is, you know, if everyone is, you know, not positive. And I think you can reassess it, but I mean, but I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical. I think they really want to try to do it. I think a lot of people want to see some games play, but I can automatically see them in 30 days if the climate, even travel, you know, still looks very skeptical. And that's going to be the big thing, traveling. Um, I can still see them probably trying to wait to the summer, and even still, if the summer is still suspect. They may cancel the whole thing. Well, uh, 
I think they'll still try to run with it as long as their stars are still available. But once they see that their stars aren't there, if they, if LeBron James or, or Kawhi Leonard or Harden, those names start being thrown out there, I guarantee this league will be canceled. This season will be canceled in my heartbeat. I don't know. I think the, I mean, I get the stars, of course, but I think that now because of the fact that there's not no game showcasing, I think that they'll feed off of the excitement of, of fans wanting to see any NBA game, um, no matter who's playing at this stage. It could be all G-leaguers, and I think that they will still pull the same amount of rankings as it would be if the stars were playing, like LeBron and Kawhi. So um, at least for the next, for the first couple of weeks. After it dies down and it gets back to the regular scheduled broadcast, then it'll drop off because they're not seeing the stars. But until then, I think that the initial thing is that if it's a game that's playing live, I want to see it. So. Yeah, and I think at this point, everybody wants to see it. They want, a, they want a distraction. I mean, you know, if you're going to be, you know, in the house under this quote-unquote quarantine social distancing thing, I think people need something to look at and watch to kind of take their mind off it, even if it's for a – a few hours, you know, you want that kind of distraction that sports, no matter the crisis, is always provided. Yeah, like you said, Ace, it could have, now you could have been the MEAC playing the tournament last week, and I bet you a lot of people would still watch it because it's live. So, right. yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, fellas, so we are on our time. So, um, I'd like to thank, you know, everybody that subscribes and, um, and anybody that's been watching on Facebook Live, I want to say thank you. We understand that these are some interesting and trying times. <laughs> so the most thing we try to do is be safe, keep your sanity, and everybody, uh, you know, just look out for everybody that um, can't look out for themselves. So on that note, guys, let me know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Twitter. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at uh, CatDaddy1963. It's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Okay, you get me on Twitter, the gram, and, and yeah, Twitter, the gram, and Snapchat, J.E. Ross, the number seven. And as always, everybody, we look forward to um, talking to you and uh, hearing your inputs into another week, another time. Be safe, be happy, love, peace, and soul. <laughs>